an episode or two, once upon a time. Uh, two. Two's the magic number, two. Yep. So I, I, so, I mean, I guess it would only be fair if we did, like, a little bit of an update on what's been happening in our personal lives. Mm-hmm. So that we can give people context as to why we've been so absent. Well, the majority of it has been my fault. Not, yeah. not like, my fault, but because of my life. I'm currently a full-time student in college. And I am also doing driver's ed right now. So I'm also the oldest person in driver's ed. I'm like the oldest person without my fucking driver's license. Only this quarter. Yep. But uh, I'm supposed to have my license sometime by March. But um, I've made school a priority for me. um, Partially because I'm on financial aid. And if I don't pass all my classes with a 2.0, I can be put on academic probation. And I don't really want that. And also because education is important to me, and so I've made that a priority over everything else. And yeah. also, my grandfather passed away a week ago on Sunday, and so um, I've been trying to be there for my family and just kind of like take some self-reflecting time. And you know, it's been weird. It's only been it's been almost a week, and it just feels really weird without him here. So we've been. Um, trying to figure out like financial stuff and like funeral arrangement stuff and so yeah that's why I've been busy yeah yep I don't really have an excuse well uh Andrew was here for about a month that is true yeah I forgot that was around that time yeah um, like the whole of January the, pretty much the whole thing so um our best friend slash my boyfriend came to visit um we haven't seen him in Two years. Yeah, like two and a half years. Yeah. yeah. So it's been a long, long time. And when we last saw him, it was only for two days. So this time he came up for a whole month and we got to hang out and chill and kind of like reconnect and stuff. And so that was cool. So that's why we've been gone. I guess we'll do some housekeeping stuff too. Yes. Uh, it's safe to assume that the podcast a week thing that we were discussing is just not logical for us. Yeah. So we're not going to have a schedule because uh, this podcast is not monetized for us. This is not a source of income for us. This is completely a personal hobby that we en- enjoy doing and have planned on doing for a while. Nor do we get any actual non-financial gain from it either, by the way. Yeah, we just do it because it's fun and, and like we we just want to do it it's like a way of connecting with yeah with other people we like to talk and our friends which i know (laughs) that maddie is listening so (laughs) hi maddie hey so um we'll we'll just get that out of the way right now we're gonna stop um saying that we're gonna post um every week or every couple weeks or whatever and we're just gonna post whenever we have time and and we'll do like a little mini like housekeeping Mm -hmm. update if we're gone again for a while but it should not be a month (laughs) and a half like it was this time around and i'm also not going to apologize for being gone because uh there's no reason to it's not like like you guys incredibly missed our missed us or anything (laughs) like that so and if you did that sucks (laughs) (laughs) if you did thank you we appreciate that we are missable people to you and we appreciate your support i missed you too yeah she missed you uh (laughs) I've been too busy to miss you. (laughs) (laughs) Let's be real. There's a lot of shit that happened, so... Well, the two topics we picked from the topic jar. Yes. First topic we're going to talk about today is 
things you would change. And I left it kind of open so that way we could both talk about different things. Mm -hmm. And so Jay wants to talk about things she wants to change. And I have something that I would like to talk about that I would like to change. Uh huh. And, and they are two very different two different things. Themes. But I promise we will make them work. They are very fun. Yep. So would you, you you go ahead and go first? Okay. Because I have to pee. So you can start talking. Great. And I'm gonna go pee. I have to read my notes. Okay. When Jazz showed me her ideas, I was really hoping that, that both ideas that got picked would be hers because mine are fine, but um, hers are more open and like able to go in different directions, whereas mine this week are more like narrowed in. And so it took me a while to come up with something and I didn't want to do anything personalized to me only because there's not a lot that I would want to change right now that I want to focus on like there are things in my personal life that I would want to change and I do want to change and I want to do differently but um it's not that they're so personal that I want to like keep them to myself and keep them secret it's just that I don't really feel like talking about them on the podcast the podcast is an outlet for me um and talking about it sometimes is cathartic to some people when they like have a big thing that they want to talk about and sometimes it's not so talking about something else will make me feel better so while we were brainstorming um what came to mind was being born into a heteronormative world um and this idea came up from a tumblr post that actually came from a documentary that I watched. And if any of you know, there was a documentary called Gaycation. It was hosted by Ellen Page and another friend who I am so sorry that I cannot remember um, his name at the moment right now. But they are very amazing people. And they went around different countries and were surveying the different gay and queer cultures. And they were looking at... Um, how different cultures in different countries react to the LGBT community. How um, different societies are more secretive, more open, how more um, are conservative or liberal. And one thing that Ellen Page had said um, really like got to my attention, and Jazz and I were having a long conversation before this, uh, before we started the podcast, and it, it came into mind, and it... This is what I decided to talk about. But what Ellen Page said, and I have it pulled up because I wanted to quote it, was she said that we are all born into a homophobic society. We just are. We're in some places that are better than others, no doubt. But the moment you are a conscious being, every story you've told, every movie you see, almost every song you hear is heterosexual and typically also heterosexist. And infused in you is also a feeling of shame. And sometimes I think you don't even know how much that's affecting you for a really, really long time. And I think that goes for queer people and also for straight people as well. I think that you cannot be born into a gender-neutral society. No matter how open your parents are, no matter how um, inclusive your friends are, how woke you are, or how many articles you read. Um, you just cannot be gender neutral, gender bias. Um, you just, you, you can't be like totally unaffected 
by heteronormativity. Um, because she's right. As soon as you're born, your parents have you grow up watching Disney movies. And almost all Disney movies are straight. You have the princess and the prince. And then you have all these love songs on the radio. And you grow up singing them with your parents. And almost all the songs are man and woman. And then you have ads on the TV that you watch with your parents. And they're all man and woman. And usually typically white as well. Because of that. That's a whole different thing. But the thing that I would change is, is what I'm getting to is I wish that the world could be more inclusive. I think people should have the option. I think they should have the choice. So that's what I would change. That's a wonderful thing to want to change. Um, oh, this is such an awkward transition. I uh, feel like I should have been like mm-hmm-ing and mm-hming to you when you were talking. Okay, so um, what I would like to change is more of like a self thing. So what I put is things I would change about myself or how I'm viewed by other people. And um, since I like to consider myself to be a really introspective person, I spend a lot of time uh, internally and I spend a lot of time reflecting. And so like to me, reflection is like an important part of the human experience because I spend so much time thinking inwardly. I have a lot of, of views about myself and I have a lot of ideas about how how other people view me and um, some of these things can be like dangerous so I want to stop performing so much femininity in the regard that I feel like I perform more femininity than I want to for like uh, an example um, I'm pretty decent at doing my makeup and she's really good thank you and I uh, feel obligated to do my makeup all the time. And when I don't, I feel bad. And I feel like it's necessary for me to apologize to people when they see me when I'm not outright performing femininity. One of the things about being a feminine person is that there's a lot of expectations to perform your femininity outwards and so that way people will view you and have certain expectations of you. And when you don't fill those expectations, there's a lot of policing and there's a lot of shaming. And sometimes that policing and sometimes that shaming comes from yourself. But a lot of people don't know that there are things that I do that go against the gender binary and go against norms. Like, I don't shave my armpits. Mm -hmm. So there's that thing. And you can ask Jamie, I'm like, we're not weirdly proud of it, but like, I find it really, really like an interesting thing about myself because like, she doesn't care. She's like the opposite because she doesn't grow armpit hair. Oh yeah. And so she's like, yeah, I've got no armpit hair <laughs> and you've got all of the armpit hair. There's like this stigma about it. And I'm always worried like, oh my God, what are men going to think? Are men going to still find me attractive? Like, girl, you've literally never had a boyfriend. So, like, since when have you ever cared, genuinely cared, what men think of you when you never want to date them anyways? I, I put, these are, like, internal things, too. I'm like, ugh, I'm going to raise my arms one of these days, and people are going to see my hairy armpits and be like, ew, gross, she's nasty. And it's like, I wash my armpits every day, and I always wear deodorant, so my armpits are just as clean as everyone else's. They just happen to have hair on it. And... It's like a small, subtle way of me going against um, the feminine pressures that I feel to, like, perform a specific way. And 
I just am tired of that mindset I have of myself. I never really dressed for myself. I always dressed in a way that would perform femininity and in a way that would impress the people around me. I want I want the people around me to have a specific view of me. And so like if you see me in person, it's fairly obvious that I am biologically female. She's thick. So it's not very hard for others to see that. And so in a way, I don't have to perform femininity so hard because I already have the attributes of a naturally sexualized or naturally objectified woman. And that is a problem. When I was a kid, I never used to dress for anybody but myself. And I wore whatever I want, whatever made me happy. If I wanted my hair short, my dad would shave it. If I wanted it long, I'd grow it out. And I would wear whatever type of clothes I wanted, whatever colors I wanted. I never got dressed in the morning and thought, wow, everyone at school is going to love this outfit. I did not give one single solitary fuck. I would say it started in like fourth or fifth grade when I really started planning my outfits well, based off of the clothes that I had access to because I grew up poor. But also, uh, I would base my outfits on what other people would think of me when they saw me at school. And the older I got, the more pressures I felt to dress a certain way and to act a certain way around other people. Basically just to perform, and not an excessive amount of femininity, but to remind people, like, hi, I'm a girl, and, and like, I should be praised for the femininity that I perform. I spent the majority of my life from, like, 12 or maybe like 10 to 12 up until this point worrying about whether it's conscious or subconscious about what other people think of me. I'm not <laughs> gonna do that anymore like I will do this thing where I don't ever shave my armpits and then I like conveniently I'm like oh well it's been a long time and I just feel like shaving my armpits coincidentally we're going to the pool and my armpits will be exposed but it's not because I'm worried what other people will think of my armpit hair it's just because I wanted to shave, but no, it's because I'm worried what other people will think of me. They'll think I'm dirty or I'm gross and I have to constantly perform and like hold myself accountable when it's like it gets to a point where I can't even enjoy going to the pool. I'm always worried if other people are watching me and now I'm always worried if I'm going to be feminine enough in their eyes or if I'm attractive and it's like I've, I've literally like... Never had to worry about that before, up until like the last 15 years of my life. And it feels like it's all I've ever known now. And it's not like these things were ever like instilled in me personally. It's not ever like my family was like, well, what are boys going to think of you? And it's like, boys? Why the fuck do I care? It's more about like the societal pressures, experience of being a woman in general. Some things that I would like to change about myself are... Um, first of all, stop dressing for other people. Mm -hmm. I am not a performance piece. And what I do with my body, if I choose to shave, if I choose to wear a weird pair of jeans, if I choose to wear men's clothing that day, if I choose to shave my hair off tomorrow, if I choose to braid my armpit hair, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna do that if it makes me feel good. I'm gonna stop weighing in the options of other people. Of course, I'm not going to walk around with my nipples out or anything, but like, 
do what makes you happy. Though. I'm I'm not gonna dress myself um, with other people in mind anymore. I'm not gonna present myself with other people in mind. And it is harder. It's easier said than done. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. It's harder to actually do these things. I'm going to start practicing that. I'm gonna worry less about how other people view me because no matter how I dress or how I interact with people, they're always gonna have their own ideas of you. And it's more about like, it's more about personal reflection and what you think of yourself. It's holding yourself to standards that feel good to you. Mm-hmm. So that's some things that I want to change. Not like I want to be prettier or thinner, which is genuinely a concern I have sometimes. But oh my God, if I want to be ugly and go to school and veg in my ugliness, ugly. I don't want to have to worry about what other people think of me, and I don't want to have to feel it's necessary to apologize because someone is forced to interact with an ugly goblin. It's like, I just don't want to, I just don't want it today. I want to be ugly today. Sometimes it feels good to be ugly. It feels good to be ugly. So when I'm like, yeah, I feel ugly today. And they're like, oh, you're not, you're so pretty. And it's like, no, it's okay to be ugly sometimes. You don't have to constantly perform femininity and beauty. Like we literally were not put on this earth. You simply just stand there and be beautiful. Like, beautiful people don't always get shit done. That's what I would change. I love it. Thank you. It's great. I'm going to take some of those notes from you. I started by buying these jeans that we once said were really fucking ugly. It's true. They have pearls on them. It's true. And they're actually very adorable. Yeah. See, that doesn't matter. Nope. It just matters that Jamie likes them and yep. she feels good in them. I bought them and they're cool. Uh, Like, the topic we chose mm-hmm. it's good that it's the second topic we're going to talk about yeah cause because kinda it kind of segues into it where i was talking about how i'd like to change things mm-hmm. about myself and the second topic of the podcast is personal growth yeah and and your second topic or excuse me it's personal development personal development yeah which so is it's close similar enough. but anyways and and your first topic kind of co-aligns with your second topic right. and mine does too Oh, really? So, So, would you like to start then? So, for personal development, which was the second topic, so I decided to pick intersectionality, and I was trying to think of what other personal developments I've made, what has made me proud, and the thing that I thought about the most was how I've changed my views from pretty sexist and homophobic, not like outwardly like, fuck gays, which, that's good, but also like, some internalized yeah. homophobia that a lot of uh, LGBTQ <laughs> people experience. Low-key um, biased are just as bad as outwardly biased. Yep. So I'm going to put that out there. Long-term, they have the same Ba-do-ba-do. effect. Yeah. And also, they can be both damaging equally in different ways. So in high school, um, like I said, I wasn't outwardly racist, sexist, homophobic, or whatever. But I did say some pretty, like, oof things, you know. So did I. This isn't just me being, like, on my holy high ground or anything. <laughs> I'm perfect. She's not. Me. No, that's not the case. I'm just here to listen and hmm and ha. Hmm and ha. Yep. Oh. Love it. The racist part was that I would say the N-word, but in a different way. So I thought that I was woke. I thought that I was... Say it with an A instead of a hard R. Yeah. That means you're not racist. You're just one of everybody else. Exactly. Everyone's cool, you know? Or if you just say the first three letters, then it's real hip, you know. And uh, it's not. It's really not. News. News flash. It's not. If you're not black, just don't even think about it. Yeah. So there was that. 
And then for being sexist, I had a lot of internal um, sexist thoughts that I didn't even realize that were sexist because even in high school, I tried to be very like outgoing, open, very like feminist. I had a, a lot of feminist ideals and morals I wanted to produce, but they weren't really getting there, you know? Yep. So I, I had good intentions, mm -hmm. but they just weren't good executions. Living within a patriarchal society will do that to you. Especially in a very small, very racist, very religious town. It's just really, really bizarre to me because there's so many ways you could become complicit in your own oppression. Mm -hmm. And one of the most prominent ways for you and I was in our oppression as women. Yep. Yep. Because being sexist, it was like second nature because we didn't realize it. It's something that we kind of grew into. Um, it wasn't internalized fully. It starts out really small and slow. And maybe it would start out with like, Oh, that girl's dating the boy I have a crush on. I hate her. She's a bitch. She's a fucking bitch. And then you pick apart. She's ugly. She's got a fat nose anyways. Or her thighs are too big. Or her boobs are way too big. She looks like a slut. She's probably a big slut. And it just snowballs. Yep. It just gets worse. And then you start picking on other girls with your friends that you don't know. And you're like, wow, that girl should not be wearing those clothes. Or that girl has a really ugly hairdo. And it just keeps getting worse and worse. Mm -hmm. And you're like, as, a, as an adult woman now, I'm like, damn, girl. It's not like you looked any better. <laughs> first off, yeah, who are you to judge? And two, it's high school in middle school and elementary school that you're doing Those this. Those are like the years of self-discovery. Yeah. People are trying to live their goddamn life and struggle through academics. And they're not here for that. I mean, everyone has the thoughts like, do I look good? Am I am I doing enough um, physically? You know, like everyone already has those struggles. So then to also put pressure, whether you tell them that or not, it's just as equally bad to snicker behind their back. Everyone has, yep. you know, intrusive thoughts. But... To then not stop it and keep going and picking on them, that's where it's really sexist and, and degrading, and you're not doing any good. And that's how it would be for me. Mm -hmm. So um, I was not the feminist I wanted to be. Um, so then it would also go to LGBTQ uh, topics. How we had this one friend. Her name is Janelle for anonymous yeah. purposes. Janelle. Janelle. And Janelle was very outwardly queer. And yes. she was experiencing normal teenage, you know, things where she wants to explore who she is. No problem with that. In fact, more power to her. Okay. She was out there exploring. She was out there trying to get to know who she was as a person. And me, being who I was at the time, was like, at first... Oh, that's really great. Awesome. I'm part of, you know, a community full of people in high school who are queer and and black and women. And, like, I'm super open-minded and awesome. So, like, we're part of an awesome group. And so she came out as lesbian. And I was like, that's great. I'm so happy for you. And then, like, a week or two later, 
she came out and was like, you guys, I figured out I'm not lesbian, I'm bi. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I mean, that happened. So, like, cool for you. I'm happy. And then a couple weeks later, she came back and she's like, I think I'm this. Whatever this was. And I started to get less and less excited for her. And I was like, wow, can't she just pick something? Just pick a gender already. Yeah. Pick who you like already. Pick a sexual orientation and stick with it. I don't see how you can go back and forth all the time. Every week it changes. That was my mindset. And I was like, totally like, yeah, it's cool to be whatever you want to be. But like, figure it out and be it, you know? Ouch. Bad. Bad girl. Oof. I want to like smack my my younger self and be like, bad dog. Bad dog. You know, that's not not good. Not good at all. Especially considering during that, I think it had to do with a lot of internal shame. Because during that, I came out as bi. Or I thought not like as outwardly as her, but I was like, I think I'm bi. And I kind of mentioned it very low key. And then later on, I came out as pan. And because no one really knew what Pan was, um, a lot of people either didn't know what it was or the few people who did know what it was were kind of like, oh, you're one of those people who are Pan because it's cool, you know? And so I was like, not made fun of, but kind of like, yeah, okay, sure, bud. You're Pan, sure, whatever whatever you say, my dude. And so I kind of went back into the closet and I was kind of like pushed back in. And I probably, no one deserves that, but I kind of maybe deserve that because I was kind of a bitch to Janelle. You didn't deserve it, but that was, that was like getting a taste of your own medicine. Yeah. It wasn't necessarily a deserving experience, but it was a learning experience. It was a, yeah, an awakening to be like, oh, this is what I'm doing to her by, by telling her like, yeah, okay, that's great, but can you pick something? And stick with it, because now you seem like an XD Virgo. Like, are you lesbian or not? Like, make up your damn mind. Now, knowing what I know, gender is fluid. Sexual orientation is fluid. Um, a lot of things are fluid. And no one has to stick with fucking anything. They can literally change it every single day of the week if they want, and you can't tell them shit. Yep. So, um, that's my personal development that took me many years to like get to the point that i am my personal development would be changing the way i let people treat me so i have this weird like mindset with like personal relationships now uh if you knew me in person you'd know that i am a very black and white person so that's not there there's of course some exceptions i have but for me personally, the way my mind works, um, a lot of my decisions are black and white based, and that includes my relationships with other people. When I was younger, like a young teenager, and uh, into early adulthood, or early 20s, I would do this thing where if my friends, how do I put this? I would be quick to burn my bridges, so mm -hmm. to speak. And not even if someone like rubbed me the wrong way and I was like, you've pissed me off. I don't want you in my life anymore because of something you've said. It would just be like, my friends have gotten busy and I haven't heard from them for maybe a month or so. And we don't live in the same place, so it's not like we bump into each other or anything like that. 
then I'd be like, okay, well, they obviously don't want anything to do with me. I'm going to delete their number, unfollow them on all social medias, pretend like they never existed, and pretend our friendship never existed. Fuck them. And my mindset was that if you cared about me, you would be consistent with me. Now, that's a dangerous way to uh, view your relationships because the older you get, you realize that people are busy. Like, that's just how it is. They're busy creatures. They've all got their own set of things going on. It's impossible to be connected to each other 24-7. And there are other things that are priorities. And the bottom line is, is that no matter how much you love somebody or how deep the relationship goes, you are not entitled to all of their time. And they're allowed to be autonomous human beings. They're allowed to live their own lives. They're allowed to have their own agendas outside of your friendship. So I have gone to the flip side now where I wait too long to cut off friendships and relationships. And it's become this dangerous habit where I'm letting people get away with things that they should not be getting away with, like taking advantage of my kindness and my love for them and occasionally my romantic feelings for them. And in the end, it just makes me feel used and taken advantage of and sad. Personal development, for me, it's not necessarily that I have evolved into this person that can find a good balance. Um, My personal development is continuously trying to find that balance now because I have now allowed another relationship to dictate my feelings and my life and my happiness. And instead of just accepting that this person lives their own life and has their own set of issues going on, I somehow made it about me and not in the way where I'm like texting them and being like, what about me? What about us? What about this? And what about that? It's all in my head, but it eats away at me. And it makes me a little crazy, if I'm honest. And I don't like feeling that way. I want to have really good, authentic relationships with people that make people feel comfortable enough to ebb and flow in and out of my life. Not in a like, hey, I'm gone for three months, and when I come back, can I have a picture of your tits? I'm like, hey, I'm gone for like a few weeks or so, and then I come back and I check in, and I tell you about what I've been up to and how things are going for me, and then you ask me about my my life and how things are going for me and there's like this exchange of of like going back and forth and talking things through expressing that we missed each other like i'm trying to find that balance but i'm also still trying to find people that i know um will put in an equal amount of effort to me sorry a, as equal of an effort as i am in our friendship or our relationship and i have yet to find that with any recent person that I've met, like within the last year of my life. And it's really difficult because it leaves you feeling like really lonely and sad and you blame yourself, which is what I do. Like the last time this happened to me, it's actually currently happening to me, but it's not this other person's fault. It's it's more my fault for being a little bit too nosy. I always try not to be very nosy. And I don't like to think that I'm a nosy person. But when that's me, when that's Jay apparently, when you when you like somebody, you want to know what the heck is happening, and this person is just really busy and trying to figure th- their own life out, and it's made me crazy, because I just put so much freaking effort into it, 
like at some points it's just hard to match that effort and so I know that there are some aspects where I can tone it down a little bit I could play it cool a little bit it's not like hiding how I feel or hiding what I want from this person but it's just to the point where it's like you don't have to overwhelm them with how deeply you are feeling like just just like spread those feelings out a little bit and just like try and ride it out and be a little bit patient and I just don't really think that I'm ready for that type of relationship right now because my black and white personality is zero to 100 really fast all or nothing all or nothing you're in or you're out yeah and that's such a dangerous mindset to have so that would be the personal development that I need to work on so Jay had personal development that she she's continuously working on because mm -hmm. when you adopt feminist ideas and you consider yourself to be a feminist you are consistently growing and consistently learning new things yes and when you're a human being that has relationships with other human beings which is every human being you are constantly learning and growing and changing the way you view things and so now i'm starting to see the gray area in my relationships with other people so jazz found the color gray that's amazing i'm glad great thanks especially because i know i've been there through all of these people it's been rough. I've seen it. I've I've seen the, the tears and the for the anger. most for the most part. I'd like to think that it's not my fault. Oh, I know it's not. Not that I am faultless in everything. There have been millions of situations mm -hmm. where it's almost entirely <laughs> my fault. Mm -hmm. But this last situation, no. This one kind of like stings the most. Yeah. Because I understand. Mm -hmm. And when you understand why this person is doing what they're doing. It makes it a little bit harder because it's yeah. it's just like the fact that you're accepting that this is a situation and it makes sense and you're kind of in the wrong. Sometimes it it's a like little. a Mack truck and sometimes it's like a slow, you know, someone slowly cutting something off of you like a body part. Yeah. You know, it hurts a little more. So with that being so. said, I think my realization is, you know, I've been like working really, really hard to try and find a partner. Mm -hmm. I've been looking for like this right person. My point is, is that now I'm just going to take a little bit of break because I can only go through so <laughs> much like turmoil with relationships mm -hmm. and I can only be hurt so many times um, and like expose myself to similar patterns in different people. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, you know what? So I'm going to take a step back. Yeah. So I'm not saying that. I'm going to, like, close myself off. However, I think someone else should do approaching now. Yeah. I think I should stop approaching, and I should be approached. You, Not in a, I'm a woman, and I <laughs> should be courted way. But in a, like, I'm tired of doing all the approaching because I keep fucking it up. You need to romantically recharge. Yeah. While you Looking do that, other people can try their, their approaching. Yep. Can you know, that's not true. Some yeah. people need to practice approaching. Um, You've done yeah. your practicing. Now it's others' turn to practice. <laughs> so <laughs> That's very true. So I still love to have a partner. That's yeah. that's like one thing that I'm looking for. That's a time in my life where I feel like I am ready to share my life with someone. With that being said, I guess that's all I have left to say. Shall we recap? Yes. Okay, great. So the topics for today were what you want to change. Jamie picked uh, heteronormative society. Yes. And I picked things I would change about myself or how other people view me. Yes. And 
then the second thing we talked about was personal development. development. And Jamie talked about her intersectional feminism and her continued development with that. (laughs) And I talked about relationships with other people and how I'm growing and learning and trying to develop a more gray personality. Yes. Oh. This whole podcast session is very enlightening. Yes. I hope you're ready for that. If not, well, well we're at the end now, so it <laughs> sucks to be you. We're going to start doing a thing where we put, like, sources and articles of things that we've talked about in our podcast. Because we're going to start doing more research beforehand when we talk about things that are uh, political-based. Just so that way we're covering our bases because we are obviously not experts. If you want to go to our website, everything is happening. Simplecast.fm. Yep. All right. That's our website. Okay. Our email is on there. And um, the two episodes we have are on there. And then uh, when you go on there, if you aren't listening to our podcast through the website, um, at the bottom is our Twitter handles. So you can just go to either one. And then our email is also there. So please utilize that. It's really exciting that we have a website. We never really. Like, you can't really do much with it, but, uh, yeah. yeah. So, maybe, possibly, in the works, might have guests in future episodes. So, we'll we'll see. We have yeah. a couple of um, ideas. Jamie, Jamie's uh, boyfriend and my best friend had mentioned to me that he might come in April. Mm-hmm. So, we might be able to uh, discuss with him if he feels comfortable with coming onto the podcast, even for a brief moment, mm-hmm. to... Uh, pitch a thought or two. Yes. Also, um, I was looking into being able to record over long distance. We've always had kind of an issue with that. Jazz and I, um, when we wanted to start this podcast a while ago, she lived in a different city. So we were having trouble with that. And so that's part of the reason why it was put on the back burner for so long. Now her and I are in the same area. So we, the main hosts, can do the podcast. But having guests on the show that live further away is still an issue so i'm gonna try to look into that and possibly have if we do decide to have guests on the show it would be nice that if they can't be here in person that we could record them whether you know via well, i told you about the skype thing yes but we can we will look into that yeah i don't know how good of a quality that will be yeah so we'll try some things out and maybe we can have maddie on the show maddie hey you know, and, and have a couple other people who aren't physically here in our location. So um, it might take a while to have guests on the show just so that way we can figure out how they're going to be put on the show in what way. Because mm-hmm. the podcast is a way for us to talk about what we want to talk about. And we don't want it to be um, like focused on the guest unless the guest is a professor of something that we're talking about on that theme of a session but if we're just having guests on the show we we're gonna like try to figure out why they're on the show what kind of segment it is like you know stuff like that so yeah yeah great well i guess that's everything then i guess so well thank you guys for tuning in i know it's been a while and we missed you um but we will be back again whenever also i want to say really quickly we see you and we appreciate you So, shout out to you. Thanks for listening. We love you. Love you, mean it. Love you, mean it. Bye. Bye.
Hello, visitor. Hi, Remy girl. Oh, hello. We have a visitor. You have something to say? Very important <laughs> stuff. <laughs> you want to say something into this mic? Well, she wants Very interesting. See, wise woman. Yes, she is an intersectional feminist. Yippee!